Goff's three minute. Your story. Cause knowledge is When one thinks of naval superpowers, perhaps you think of the ancient Roman Navy or the Phoenician fleet, or perhaps the US Great White Fleet of the early 20th century. I tell you who you don't think of, and that is Pepsi-Cola. However, in the late 1980s, Pepsi boasted the sixth largest fleet of naval warships in the world. In 1959, Cold War tensions were high as the Soviet Union continued to push communism across the globe and the U.S., emboldened by the Truman Doctrine, sought to contain communism and allow the free people of the world a chance at self-government. In a strategic PR move to introduce Western culture and American products behind the Iron Curtain, President Eisenhower planned the American National Exhibition to take place in Moscow. American companies like Pepsi, IBM, Dixie Cup, and Disney set up exhibits for the Russian people to view, and Vice President Richard Nixon even attended its opening. During the exhibition, Vice President Nixon and Soviet President Nikita Khrushchev got into a heated discussion over the effectiveness of communism versus capitalism. At some point in the debate, Pepsi International President Donald Kendall saw an opportunity to de-escalate things and push his product a little bit, and proposed a toast, handing each man a cup of Pepsi. Khrushchev immediately loved it, as did the Soviet populace. The Soviet Union wanted to sign a contract with Pepsi, but as the US and others around the world did not accept Soviet money at the time as part of their containment policy, the Soviets had to look for another method of payment. Pepsi settled on another popular liquid. In exchange for Pepsi-Cola, the Soviets would trade vodka. In the Soviet Union, the methods of production were owned by the state, so the Soviets traded their state-owned vodka, Stoliknaya. With this trade agreement, Pepsi became the first American corporation to broker any type of deal with the Soviet Union during the Cold War. While Pepsi sold well in the USSR, stowed its Stoliknaya in the US. And by 1980, its sales and popularity grew until it was the second most popular brand of vodka in America, selling over 1 million cases a year. As we rolled through the 1980s, several things happened. The Soviets invaded Afghanistan, leading to an American boycott on Russian products, including vodka. And the Swedish-born vodka company Absolut became the American favorite. Due to these factors, Pepsi was no longer interested in trading pop for vodka. The Soviets, looking for a new form of tender as to, so as to keep the Pepsi flowing, proposed a new trade. They would give Pepsi a navy. Pepsi agreed to keep importing their coal into the country, and in exchange, they received a frigate, a cruiser, a destroyer, and 17 submarines. With this trade, Pepsi now had the sixth largest fleet in the world. And while they may have had the quantity, the quality of the ships were certainly less than impressive. Only one of the ships was even deemed seaworthy. Many were covered in rust and listed to one side or the other. Why Pepsi ever made this trade, I have no idea. Probably to continue having an open door into the USSR for future ne negotiations because they did not benefit from this particular exchange. This trade was denounced by the US government and in response, Donald Kendall quipped, quote, I'm dismantling the Soviet Union faster than you are. They eventually sold their fleet to a Swedish recycling company for scrap. 
but for a short time, Pepsi literally had a navy that would sink the other cola company's battleships. Class dismissed. This podcast, written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful, Wart County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs>